Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Bud Pod 66, like um, Order 66 from Star Wars. That is my only 66. Do you have a 66, Phil? Is Order 66 where they have to kill the younglings? Or they kill all the Jedi's. I think it's. I think it's the. I think it's the go get the go get the Jedi's order. I think that's the the content of the order. Okay. Well, go get, go get them. Order and 66 is about as close as we're going to get to the devil's number, unless we really commit to this podcast. <laughs> oh, how old would we be if we had to do... 666 what? episodes. So it's one a We'd week, 52, what, 12, uh, 10... 12 years? Yeah. Yeah, over 10 years. So we'd have to do it for another 11 years or so. Oof. When would that be? That would be 20, 2031's The Devil episode. By which point the devil will have visited the Earth by now. By then, I mean, he will have visited the Earth. He might as well, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, 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 yeah, he'll be... He'll be... Yeah, by 2031, he'll be well-established. If he, if he came to Earth, I, I feel like he'd be upset we got the party started without him. <laughs> Do you think like I I when I when I was really young I developed a kind of really weird um uh, uh theological idea because like uh, I used to as as we've discussed on this podcast many times Phil I I I like you used to play things like Age of Empires yeah and I remembered what what used to happen sometimes was I would have an Age of Empires game going and I would be like oh I'm I'm gonna go to the kitchen and have a sandwich or whatever and I'd forget to pause it oh no. And I'd go and I'd have my sandwich, and then I'd get distracted by a cartoon <laughs> or a bright light or whatever. There's a lot going uh, on in your house. A lot going on in my life. Just like things were happening, uh, a dog, who knows? And eventually I'd be like, I could completely forget what I was doing. And I'd be, uh, I remember being sat watching TV and thinking, oh no, my villagers! And. <laughs> <laughs> I like sprinted like back to my room. And the game had just been running by itself for like <laughs> hours, and it was chaos. There, there were no trees left. The villagers had chopped them all down on like auto zombie wood lumberjack mode, and all oh my guys were dead, and everything was on fire. Um, right, not so different I, to our world, I suppose. Well, that's it. I, th- I, th- I thought God, God has God has forgotten that he didn't pause the game. <laughs> Do you just return with a sandwich in your mouth, like God has forsaken this <laughs> land? <laughs> There is no mercy here. The cold universe. <laughs> yeah, I was like an eleven-year-old. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> oh my lord! Um, but uh, uh, how are you, Phil? How's your week? Week twelve or thirteen of Britain's uh, uh, half-hearted battle with the virus? Um, it has been good. It has been all right. Um, I 
uh, I've seen today. I'm, I'm, you know what? I think I'm starting to lose faith in uh, our government's reaction to the crisis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen they've now reversed the decision on reopening schools? Oh, have they just gone? Okay, we no no diseased children this year. Yeah, this this yeah they they've gone. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, maybe we maybe we won't create an army of <laughs> tiny viral bombs. Um, oh my god! And so now so, school won't be coming back in full. Primary school won't be coming back in full until until the next academic year. So essentially, what happened was they were like, "We're gonna we're gonna bring schools back," and everyone went. What about coronavirus? And the government went, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why they were closed. Um, oh, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, you're right. Let's <laughs> let's scrap that. I mean, oh, who, but who God. knows if the, if the real, re- you know. I think this, the, the, the science that they have cited seems pretty confident that children pose a very low risk, especially to themselves, mm. which, I, which I, I, I believe and. But even if they've had to reverse this decision simply because schools have zero faith in the government's decision making, that's, yeah. you know, it still doesn't look good, does it? Oh, it's it it's still, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's still a sign of of the same incompetence that has led us to have. Uh, I mean, like that's why there were so many deaths in care homes because the government was essentially just sending coronavirus patients who worked in care homes back to work. Um, and not testing and not giving care homes any oxygen or I mean that's you remember how like they were saying like oh they're worried about the care homes all being overwhelmed uh, um, the NHS being overwhelmed mm. it's like, well the NHS can't get overwhelmed if you fucking murder everyone in their care home before they can get to a hospital mm. it's essentially mm. what they've done it's just a nightmare um, but uh, good news Phil that you and I both enjoyed seeing footage of is that the uh, slave trade uh, statue is gone Yes, um, the UK is now officially down one statue of a slave trader. <laughs> yeah, many, which... many to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be a real boon for the rope industry. Um, yes. How many will need to be made now to pull down the many, the various statues around uh, the UK? Um, yeah, astonishing scenes from Bristol. As uh, the uh, statue of Edward Colston was brought down to his knees and his face and his chest all at the same time, because it's a pretty rigid statue. Yes. Uh, and thrown into... A, I mean, the, I, 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 it's, it's rare that I watch the news on my own and, like, involuntary gasp. But seeing that statue come down, Saddam Hussein-like... Yeah. In England... Yeah, it's quite, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was startling. It was astonishing. It's a, it was amazing, and and watching like it was very inspiring as well because I was watching the footage of them like rolling him towards the sea, mm. um, and it was like the like you it was like a good like the people rolling him were like multi like multiple different yeah, racial like racial groups. A university prospectus rolling that statue. <laughs> Along yes, the ground. Exactly. <laughs> Perfectly balanced statue rolling classes. Oh. <laughs> and it, yeah, like you say, in England, I mean. There's I mean, even I mean, representation of bronze people. <laughs> and and, and ra- racist slave traders were there. <laughs> I, amazing. Like the, the idea, like, I, I, like many people in the UK, had never heard of Edward 
Colston. Well, I'd heard of Colston Hall because that, that is the that is the venue in Bristol to get to. This it's like their Royal Albert Hall, right? Colston Hall. So if you like, you're... They, they they renamed it, didn't they? Oh, did they? Well, people still refer to it as Colston Hall. I think. Was it? Yeah, Colston that's. I, I don't know, but I, I just I saw the <laughs> lovely the, saw lovely the... man theatre, <laughs> the lovely nice people the theatre. Yes, no. Um, um, who paid for this theatre? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, they should just do. I mean, South Africa. Look, South, South Africa. South Africa is where the whole roads must fall thing started. Um, but what will bro- you? What will you drive on? <laughs> what do you think? Pretty good. Pretty good opener for my live in Johannesburg special. <laughs> you see, in the in this enormous stadium. <laughs> people just losing their minds. He's out. He's he knows. He understands. If I ever did um, a special in Johannesburg, I'd call it uh, live for now. What do you think? <laughs> uh, live and armed is what you could call it. <laughs> live, live rounds. Yeah, live rounds would be good. Live rounds. Oh, that would be a good drag name for me. Live rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about our drag names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, South Africa is where the whole statue thing kind of started, and it got taken to Oxford by, uh, you know, poetically or ironically, a Rhodes Scholar. Ah. Um, from I think University of Cape Town, and now it's a now it's a real thing. So, Wait, the know, concept and, of tearing down statues. Well, the campaign "Roads Must Fall" started in oh, the I see, I see, university I see. campus, and then yes, yes, the whole yes, thing yes. of like, hey, have you noticed how racist these statues are? Basically, yeah. Because uh, South Africa had some humdingers and and still has a couple, I think. I think they're mostly gone. They've certainly renamed everything. South Africa basically renamed everything in the nineties, um, mm. with a few exceptions. It's it's well, it's like for 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 me. So so the the Edward Colston statue is a, quite a good example of like the perfect statue to throw into a into a a a, a, a dock. Yeah. Because it's like it's a it's a, literally just a slave trader who was so rich that his money overflowed, mm. um, basically. <clears throat> and uh, so it's like not only is it a statue of a slave trader, the only reason you put it up is because he was he was like really good at being a horrifying slave trader. That's right. And the statue was put up like 150 years after he died by just guys who were like, "Remember that guy? No, me neither. Let's put a statue up of him." Um, like there's no reason for it to be up. It's just uh, it just must come across as an enormous fuck you. Um, yes, yes. Well, I guess would the reason be that a lot of money went into Bristol itself? Oh, like, like, and so of course, I mean, because like, on the plaque, it, on the plaque of the statue, it just read, you know, uh, great son of Bristol and philanthropist. Yeah, so, which is burying the lead a little bit. Because, mm. <laughs> mm. like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put up a statue. You wouldn't put up a statue of like a German industrialist from the forties, you know, who used uh, like Jewish slave labor, right, and donated all the money to the local kindergarten. Yes, you wouldn't put up and go, ah, Hermann Sch- Herman Schnitzel, a great, uh, very cunning, the way he made all the money, very smart man. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the Britain's in that um, awkward position of having a complicit 
involvement in various atrocities around the world, but they've always been so far abroad that yes, you know yes. that you can kind of cover your ears and eyes over here. Well, and and also like the the the, the problem that I've certainly had with whenever I talk to British people about the empires that the empire was was so big. I mean, it's the biggest empire in history, a quarter of the world's landmass and a fifth of the world's people. That there were so many atrocities that it seems like too much of a job for them to learn about it, or even the ones who do try and learn about the atrocities, the kind of uh, liberal metropolitan elites that we hang out with, Phil. Mm. Um, even they don't know the ones that I know, or they don't know about the Boer War and the concentration camps, or they don't know about this or that, or like the, the amount of atrocities is so high mm-hmm. um, that it's like it, it would it would be it would be a GCSE and then an A level on its own, maybe more a degree. I am. Um, I have a book uh, called. I'm looking at it now. It's called Britain's Empire by a man called Richard Gott. And it's mm. about it's about all the various like rebellions uh, and um, atrocities of the British Empire, and it's so big. I've not started. Re- I can't start reading it. It's just so big. I've I had one glimpse <laughs> of the first page, and it's like that really small font and oh, small yeah. margins, and it's a huge book. It's like I don't have three years to read this book. That's it. You feel like you have to have three years to read it, and you know it will be like a horrifying journey. Like it's not like, oh, well, it'll make me feel so cheerful and and motivated. Mm, yeah. The reward is sorrow and knowledge of sorrow, um, which is a hard, a hard, not it's a pretty pretty wrinkly old carrot compared to the stick of 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 doing it. Yeah. Instead, I'll just watch Michael Portillo's Empire on Channel Five. Have you, <laughs> although, in all earnestness, it's not a real show. It, it is. It is. I, I watched. A, oh I watched a couple God. episodes, and you know what? It's pretty good. Well, I, I it's mean, surprisingly I'm sure it's, good. I'm sure it's high quality, but I no, mean, no, it's, no. It's, it's, no, he's 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 a a really balanced um, guide. It, he asks all the important questions. They 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 look at every side of. Of the empire's involvement in like India and Jamaica and stuff, it's good. It's surprisingly good. The, the 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 main thing for me with the statue thing is that like, so they pulled down the statue, and then I saw loads of people saying on on in the media, that loads of people saying like, oh, they should you know, they should go through like the channels, the proper channels to remove it, you mm-hmm. know. And I thought, oh, that's true. And then I looked it up, and it's like there just aren't any. Also, they they've been trying to for, people have been trying to for decades. Yeah, like 20 years, and there's no official, like, there's no fucking statue hotline. <laughs> you could just ring up and go, hi, um, I've just noticed at the end of my street there's a statue of a, a mass murderer. Is there anything we could do about this? Very there's quiet. Nothing, it's, just... it's very quiet on the other end of that hotline, the statue hotline. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> just, a, just a statue of a guy holding a phone. <laughs> Our hot statues are waiting for your call. <laughs> Are you stiff? We are. <laughs> but the um, but yeah. So like, I th- initially I thought, okay, maybe there's a reasonable channel. But it's literally just all they've been able to do for twenty years is write a letter to the, to the council saying, "Could you get rid of the racist statue now?" And they've gone, "Ah, oh, it's very late." <laughs> when I'm reading this letter, sorry, bye. Yeah. 
Yeah. After twenty years of that, fair enough. Ter- pull a full on Saddam Hussein and throw the fucking thing in the in the sea. Absolutely, good on you. Mm. I mean, the 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 alternative is is like you say, like okay, maybe you can edit the statue, or, and they tried to edit the plaque. That was the thing they tried to do is put put up a plaque that said, a "Wonderful son of Bristol, great philanthropist." By the way, he murdered thirty thousand people. But then they blocked that as well. Um, but the for me, like you were saying about the, the like who gets removed next or whatever, and and lots of important figures have got very controversial pasts and have said terrible things. Mm. For me, it's not so much about tearing it down; it's about what it gets replaced with. Right. Yeah, I don't. I re, I was thinking about this a lot yesterday, and I think I don't mind the removal so much as if it's going to be replaced by something else that helps the nation become cohesive. The national myth is important, you know. Right. Wait. So you can't. You you can't. Div- if you if you're going to say a statue is too divisive, you can't replace it with a statue that's too divisive the other way you can't just put up you know a giant Karl Marx head on a stick um which yes. some people we know would like to be fair which I think some prominent online communists have actually like suggested which is fucking mad oh yeah they but basically that's like, like anytime you ask them any question they just their answer is just statue of Lenin you know but the I mean the slippery slope is an oft disregarded argument in things like this and I, I understand <clears throat> that impulse to disregard the slippery slope argument but th- there is a question here if you if you tear down the statue of say winston churchill who did some terrible things but also some pretty vital things i mean gandhi's in the same square do you take him down for considering kenyans lowlier humans or sleeps? well black 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 south africans yeah yeah or or beating his wife, or sleeping with his little niece. You know, I mean, where, 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 where does moral purity? How how far do you, does it extend? Does it extend to? And you know, I, I think there are cases where the answer is clear, but there are cases where the answer is not. Well, that's um, that's what Sadiq Khan has said. Uh, what well, I, uh, I missed today. This, what did he say? Sadiq Khan said today, basically, they're going to basically Sadiq Khan's argument's pretty good where he said he said exactly the same thing. He said, yeah, Winston Churchill, but also, like you say, Gandhi and and um, oh, did he, Malcolm X. Did he say Gandhi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I mean, Gandhi's anti, anti-black thoughts are pretty well documented, plus the whole thing about his relationships with various women and letting his wife die of an illness without giving letting her have medicine and then getting the same illness and then having medicine. Oh really? Gosh, I didn't know yeah. that. You know, I I here used to have a whole bit about how like absolutely horrible <laughs> Gandhi was in his private life. Certainly. Um. Anyway, Sidi Khan was saying like, yeah, yeah, the that that that's the kind of like complex person kind of thing. But when it comes to slave traders, it's pretty <laughs> pretty clear cut. We don't need to sure have statues of them. Like, if you're gonna have anything, have statues of slaves or have statues commemorating the slave trade in a way that is horrible but not like a nice guy in his wig with his little coat on no absolutely you could do some good like um there's lots of very moving yeah moving statues about horrible things without it being the perpetrator yeah i wonder that is true because you have yeah instead of having a statue of the perpetrator you should have a memorial to the people that affected like yeah yeah you have memorials 
to the Holocaust. You don't have statues of Hitler around to remind us of the Holocaust. Yeah, you don't have a big statue of Hitler, and then the plaque has to be changed to say, <laughs> "Oh, he he's the ba- he's bad." By the way, he did the bad thing. Yeah, yeah. You you can't you can't have sort of aspiring artist and pioneering vegetarian. Also, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but anti- just keep, anti- keep world's in mind first anti-smoking <laughs> campaigner. <laughs> oh, was he a big against smoking? He he banned smoking in public places. I think in Germany. Well, well, well. He was he was obsessed with like yeah smoking and health and not eating meat and he had he had this whole yeah he was very obsessed with that kind of thing good health. So when in the early two thousands people accused the smoking ban campaigners of being Nazis, they would have been correct technically. Uh, they historically yeah in the same way like uh, anyone who loves uh, uh, German shepherds. What? What German shep? Are the German shepherds Nazis? Well, no, like the Nazis love German shepherds. Oh, Hitler see. had a, a pet German shepherd who he loved very much. Oh, I just thought they were an inherently racist dog. Well, they do look it. They do look it. They're an angry looking dog. They're scary. And I, I had one as a kid. And even I think that. Wow. It's because it's they're always the most scary police dog. That's true. That's true. The, yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the dog of uh, the oppressor, aren't they? The German shepherd. By they're no the fault of, the, of their own, really. Yeah. Well, they're the dog of the oppressor, and they're, and also like they're the dog of like um, the scary dog in. I think aren't they in Goldeneye? There's I've... a video game where German shepherds come and try and get you. Oh, I think they're in Red Alert. The terrifying in Red Alert. Yes, Red Alert. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my word. Ooh, yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Um, but, um, but yes, I, I, I enjoyed seeing the statue rolled into the, into the docks. That was funny. That was dramatic stuff. And dramatic dramatic and 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 over overdue even without the 20 year battle with the fucking council or whatever it is it's some kind of guild that owns the land they were like it's like medieval times they were trying to battle a guild an evil guild oh really like a statue guild there's some kind of guild based like based on the it's like a merchant guild 
and they they have like property rights or final say over what happens to loads of the land around there apparently so they're the ones who blocked the changing of the plaque uh, uh, so it's not even democratic interesting shadow it's one of those it's this weird like british things where it's like and and the third merchants of the golden hand have the rights to feed pigeons on this skyscraper <laughs> yeah just like 1700s leftovers yeah i wonder i wonder what the city will do now with, with the statue will it take it out of the bay or will it have to leave it there it would be quite good in a in a museum p- posed upside down so you can see where it was torn from. Right. That'd yeah. be quite cool. With the graffiti on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a good monument to social history. But is even the act of ret- will even the act of retrieving it be a, a you know be an affront? Maybe it would. You'd you'd have to you'd have to publicize the retrieval well in advance. Did you see that those guys tried to get it back out? Which guys? A bunch of like uh, white dudes with dodgy tattoos and shaved heads. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, play to play to type, boy, don't you? Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of dodgy looking white dudes came and tried to rescue the statue, and they couldn't. How? I don't know ropes or something. They're like diving in there and. I'm sure it's heavy. I mean, it took like 11 people to roll it. Never mind lift it up with a rope. I mean, that thing must weigh an absolute ton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Statues are, statues are like, is there anyone, who is there even a statue of who's like more more, more modern than even like, so what, when was the last time people got made statues? They, sta- statues you, made they in usually World like, War II? Nah, it's like Eric Morecambe, isn't it? Oh yeah, but or, they, had, they had to like crowdfund that for years. I swear, to get the I swear, clown statue. The only people they've made statues of since the war have been footballers and comedians. <laughs> and then that short-lived one of Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, gosh, where that was really that terrifying looking one? Where was that? Um, that was outside Fulham Football Club, wasn't it? Because he was like on the board of it. Michael Jackson was on the board of Fulham Fo- What? Really? Yeah, that's a very l- lucrative thing for rich Americans to invest in. Gosh, Pretty I sure no he was. Let me let me check this. Michael Jackson. I mean it's 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 not the most surprising thing Michael Jackson's done in his career, Phil, I'll be honest. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, of all the things I shouldn't be most shocked at that. It is <laughs> But it is weirdly, by uh, by this point in his legend, the most surprising element. Oh no, that's what it was. You know, um, that's what it was. You know, um, Muhammad Al Fayed. Oh yes, I, rem- so, uh, Maha- I remember Muhammad the name. Al-Fayed. I don't remember quite what he did. Muhammad Al Fayed is the father of Dodi Fayed, who Princess Diana yes, died. Yes, with. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And he used to own and run Harrods. Yes, 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 yes. I didn't know this. Um, so Muhammad Al Fayed was the one on the board of Fulham Football Club. Uh, I th- yes, he was the chairman. That's right. That's the word. I don't know about ball games. Um, and Michael Jackson was was his mate. Oh. Um, and following Jackson's death in two thousand and nine, Al Fayed commissioned a statue with a plan ah. of citing it inside Harrods. Um, wow. After Harrods sailed, the new Qatari owners didn't want the Michael Jackson statue. <laughs> surprise, surprise. 
<laughs> and he arranged for it to be placed outside Craven Cottage. Oh, my word. And it was removed in 2013, 2014, 2013. Imagine if the, lob- like the main concourse of Harrods just had a huge Michael Jackson statue. <laughs> Harrods? Harrowed, more like. Well, yeah. Um, oh, that was what I, I was meant to remember. Because like, in terms of like getting rid of old uh, horrible slave trade names and things like that, um, obviously Bristol pulled down the statue and then there has been statue pulling and, and destruction and removal in the US. Mm. Various like Confederate, former Confederate cities. Um, and that's all, all good and proper. But I'd only realized this the other day because uh, yesterday when the US Army released a... a statement two of the biggest u.s army bases in the united states are named after confederate generals really fort lee and fort bragg like that's the enemy oh lee as in as in um the general lee robert e lee yeah robert e lee yes Ah. but like the u.s army was that like an olive branch to the defeated south well, it's probably like just a bunch of people from the South who have to be reabsorbed who are like, I've got an idea for a name. <laughs> mm. And everyone else there was from the South, so they went, oh, yeah, good idea. I mean, like, that's insane because it's just like, that. that is the enemy. That is who the U.S. Army had to fight against. There's not Fort Bin Laden. <laughs> it's, it's not like, you're going to be going for basic training in Fort Hussein. Fort Saddam Hussein, which we've named after our former enemy, because for some reason that's the thing we do. It's not, no, it's just yeah. two Confederate generals. I couldn't believe that it. Is, I never made the connection. That is peculiar. And they've only just released a statement saying, yeah, we're going to take a look at it, because for years they've been like, no, no, we're not going to change it. We think it's, we think it's brilliant. Mm. Imagine being like a black American soldier and being stationed in Fort Lee. That's true. Ugh. Where is it? Where is Fort Lee? Um, where is Fort Lee? Fort Lee is... Is it in... Fort Lee... Oh, no, that's the city, Fort Lee. Fort Lee military base. Yeah, it's in Virginia. Virginia. Mountain Mama. And Fort Bragg is North Carolina. Dear me. Yeah, those are... The largest military installation in the world, Fort Bragg. That's that's quite the brag. <laughs> True to his name there. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope Sadiq Khan does rename the the London slave trade streets, but with good with good new names. Yeah, like names of names of interesting. Like, don't just rename everything fucking Smith Street or. Yeah, or like um, Daniel Beddingfield Lane, or you know, <laughs> yeah, pick some, pick someone good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you imagine the, the the that's like the perfect way to make everyone angry. Just Greg Wallace Avenue. It's like what? What's the logic <laughs> behind these names? <laughs> it's just people I think are good. <laughs> I just kind of like them. I don't know. I just like them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the deal to make sure that everyone in the country was was angry to differing degrees. You were going to rename all the 
streets and take down all the controversial statues, but we're going to replace them with like D-list television personality statues. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's like this is what the country deserves. This is who Britain is now. Britain is a stat. Britain is an enormous bronze statue of Greg Wallace doing a thumbs up. That's who we are <laughs> as a nation. Have you seen his the photos of him um, trying his hand at a fitness um, video? A fitness is that video. those? Is that those weird photos of him, like, 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 in little shorts in his own garden? <laughs> yeah, just doing a crouch and grinning <laughs> horribly at the camera. Because he got, he got he got in the news for losing weight, right? Yeah, which is uh, more rare for a dude to to get in the news for losing weight than for a woman to yeah. get in the news for losing weight. Yeah, it's rarer. It does it does happen. It's happening more and more. Soon we will all be shamed. Equally. Equally shamed. For equal shame for equal people. Yeah. That's 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 my theory about where uh where like like there's a version of gender equality where we get the worst of both worlds and I hope we don't go there. But it's like right now now enough men have anorexia and women don't talk about their feelings, so there we go. Right. Everyone, everyone's everyone's learned from each other now. Everyone's ashamed and no one's talking about it. Yeah. Whereas what would be nice is if no one had eating disorders and everyone talked about their feelings. But No, a, well, a... I, I can agree with the first half of that sentence, Pierre, <laughs> but I, I, I honestly don't want to live in a world where everyone talks about their feelings. I feel like, I feel like we're close <laughs> enough to that point already and it's intolerable. Well, that's the trouble is that we we're in the arts and so we're surrounded by feelings talk pretty much twenty four seven. I I think I think there are plenty of industries where, you know, I, the, the 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 fewer feelings shared the better. But I mean, this is maybe this is my Asianness coming through, my Chineseness coming through. Well, that, well, you're you're entitled to your cult your cultural. I sound a lot expression. like my dad right now. Yeah, at least I sound <laughs> yeah, a lot like my how I presume my dad would sound if he uh, shared his feelings <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've you've already failed your dad's test yeah <laughs> going, i'm so angry about all these feelings <laughs> oh man yeah well i mean that's the thing is that we're, we're we're in the arts field so we're on the cutting's edge of the old feelings train that's true feelings are our bread and butter i suppose have you ever tried to talk about like social issues at the level that we do in the arts with people who don't work in the arts. It's like you're talking to them from a different planet. Y- yes. And like we're so, we're so deep we're into so it. Deep most, in- people, yeah, you, you, most people are busy. It's true. People with jobs don't have time to troll Twitter for the hottest takes and, you know, and come up with positions of their own that are so detached from the original argument that they're basically about a different subject entirely now. Have you, um, uh, here's an interesting question. Uh, have you done any uh, explaining in the last week or two of, 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 of uh, protests and Black Lives Matter and so on? To who? Mm. To confuse white people? Has anyone got in touch with you and said, Phil, you're not white? No, no, I've not really been going out um, because of the pandemic. And no, I've not offered. No one's, um, no one's sent you a little DM? No, not really. I mean, the, the, the Chinese, the East Asian experience is quite, quite unique, really. I don't yeah. think, I don't think I, I'm 
seem that way. This is the problem with the terminology of people of color, because that technically it it includes um, East Asian people, but our lives are very, very, very different. Okay, that's interesting, because I've done some explaining. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Phil. To whom? Uh, some confused white people I know. Uh-huh. They've messaged me about about uh, stuff to do with South Africa that they've seen in the news, or um, uh, in one case, it was just uh, someone I know who was like, "What do you think about such and such an issue here and there?" And like, just and so I've I've had a I've had an interesting uh, week or two of of taking someone who works an actual job and so can't afford to sit and do all this reading through the issues as best I can, which feels weird. Okay. But that's it. Felt it felt good, you know. To, yeah, that, that's to, a that's a real vote of confidence from those people. Yeah, that was a real compliment. But it also felt good to be able to. Um, in in one case, they were they were they they sh- showed me in this. Uh, there was a there was a different person, but then another person sent me a thing which happens from time to time. Because um, the right wing in the West are a bit obsessed with South Africa, and they use it as a lot of uh, as an example for various things and evidence for various things. And someone sent me a screenshot of some, you know, mad claim about South Africa. And they were like, is this true? And that happens quite a lot. Right. They're like, is this, does this happen? Is this true? And it's like, well, no. Basically, no. I guess maybe in that, in your case, people are not so much asking for your lived experience, but you are like an in-depth reporter. (laughs) You're an investigative reporter for the South African experience. Well, I'm just the only South African they know is probably true. more likely. Yeah. <laughs> the least scary one. <laughs> um but yeah, my lord, what a week. Another week of another week of demos and 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 reading and donating for us all. Yeah, got the demonstrations got pretty pretty uh intense in London. Did you see the the footage of uh the riderless horse. The riderless yes, was... police horse galloping through a smoking city like when the fucking Dark Knight returns. Yeah, it was very cinematic, the whole thing. Yeah. Very cinematic. I, 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 I have to question the idea that like a load of screaming horses will calm down a crowd. Yes, I've never quite understood the logic behind police horses. It's not like a petting zoo where it's like, oh, well, if we let the protesters feed the horse a sugar cube, you know. It will calm them down. It's nice. Is it just about it's getting? Like, is it just about get, gaining height for the police? I think it's just that, like, it's just quite intimidating. Yeah, people just fear animals. It's like a tall, really strong animal that you don't know if it's going to smash you in the face with a hoof. I don't know. It's really. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I fear them already. I don't like horses. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Because my my name is Greek for lover of horses, and it couldn't be further from from the truth. <laughs> you've you've been you were named ironically. <laughs> it was like Little John from Robin Hood. Yes, you came out, and your parents were like, "God, this baby already we can tell hates fucking horses." Let's troll him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Yes, the pro- they they got uh, there was the horse thing. What was the other thing? Do you see the the Australian news reporters that were running away as well? No. They got they got like uh, 
surrounded by a mob in London and had to like flee. Oh, I thought in Australia. Yeah. No, 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 no. They're in London. No, a lot, a lot of the reports from the London protest. Uh, you know, you hear the the reporter going, "Oh, sorry. Let me just get, let me just get out of the way here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> let me just get to safety." Just- a very British like version of a riot, which it's like yeah. gives everyone enough time to go. Oh, excuse me, no, just gonna have a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a Barney here. Oh no, no problem. We'll just move over here. Um, what what uh, if I I reckon right? Here's my position. You're allowed to charge a lot of horses uh, through a crowd like that, as long as two weeks ago you charged all those horses through everyone on the beach, ignoring the rules. That's interesting. I don't. Uh, I don't think hooves do well in sand. I think you'd have oh, to. Oh come on, horses! Horses running along the beach. That's a that's a motivational poster. Of course, we've all seen. so it is. It's also like the uh, a Lloyd's bank, the TSB advert, isn't it? No, you're right. Yeah, it's that 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 weird advert where they're like, "We're a horse and a bank. The sea's nice. Have a loan." In my mind, a, a horse standing on a sandy beach would just sink into it, and you'd have to pull it out like a <laughs> croquet hoop. <laughs> No, I I think you're allowed to charge groups of rule breakers with horses as long as you do it equally. I mean, they they charged That's all the true. like lovely young diverse people, but like all the VED like the VE Day celebrations were the most shallow excuse for breaking lockdown I've ever fucking seen. Whereas a bunch of bored f- fucking village white people who n- never even heard of VE Day, yeah, suddenly like let's 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 touch each other's faces. It's what the troops would want, and then. On all the lovely sunny bank holidays, the beaches were like more busy than they would even have been normally. Charge a horse through that. Yeah. No, you're right. That'll be fun to watch. We'll just watch a a village conga line get plowed into by a phalanx, a phalanx of stallions. Just, just seeing a cavalry charge break up <laughs> a brawl of 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 burnt bald English guys on a beach. <laughs> Just a, a black mare hind kicking a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I mean, there even was a brawl on the beach. Yeah, I saw that. Fucking hell. I mean, like, they it's, say it's, we're supposed to be able to go back to pubs in a couple of weeks. It's going to be like, it's going to be like fucking Game of Thrones. But it is, it is, it is heartening to, to see that even when they aren't allowed to travel abroad, the British tourist can start meaningless brawls here at home. <laughs> Mallorca's loss is our gain this year. It's true. It's something about... Do you think it's like a uniquely British symptom of heat stroke? <laughs> it's like, oh, I've been in the sun for so long. Oh, come here. And they just immediately the start British, fighting. Because the British body is so not used to getting hot that it presumes it must be angry. Yes, I'm red. I'm uncomfortable. My my skin hurts like someone's hitting me. <laughs> Hulk smash! <laughs> it's like uh, when little kids get too much sugar. If you get too much vitamin D, yeah, it just triggers like the rage zombie virus. Vitamin destruction. That's right. That's what it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that the the horses thing was was dumb. I don't know why that was deemed to be a helpful activity. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I've never been in a situation where I thought, you know, it would really calm me down, being clattered to pieces by a cavalry. It was dramatic, though. What's well, like when they charged the student 
like the the student fees protests with a lot of horses as well in like 2011 or whenever it was eight years ago i don't even remember when it is it, yeah it's just loads of people with like hats they knitted themselves being hit with cavalry well it's because the british police don't have guns they need something otherwise they're just people <laughs> otherwise there's people other people hats. telling you to stop doing that yeah <laughs> Our police do look like office workers wearing stab vests maybe, compared to American police. Maybe the compromise is just to keep the height but lose the horses and just give all uh, the Met stilts. Maybe it's just stilts. Like uh, they're all street performers now. That's right. And if you if you think a policeman's particularly good at their stilt work, you can put a little money in this hat. Um, oh yes, we meant to say that uh, the when when we talked about um, the FBI guy being falsely arrested, that's not what it is. What was it again, Phil? Yeah, last in last week's episode, um, we told the story of this uh, viral clip of a of a black American man being apprehended by some police who mistook him for a suspect they were looking for, and it turned out he was an FBI agent. That's not strictly true. Um, after some digging and fact-finding, he wasn't an FBI agent. His ID simply showed that he wasn't the person they were looking for. And also, um, I think it was filmed last yeah. year. Uh, but... Not to say that it wasn't still embarrassing for the police, but we didn't want to be spreading misinformation on yes, our podcast. Yes, it was still profiling, but it was not uh, this year and of an FBI agent. It was last year and of a guy. Um, because the truth matters. The truth matters. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, he do. Um, keep an. Uh, I, I'll say keep an eye out for. I just. I just checked Phil to see if there was some kind of like because the police are going after the statue guys. I, I just yeah. checked to see if there was some kind of like legal thing. I saw a lawyer on Twitter say, "Oh, I'm, I'll, I'll happily represent these guys for free," uh, which is good. Sure. And but no charges have been laid yet. But keep your eyes out, guys, as I will for a, any kind of like funding, GoFundMe or whatever for if the police actually bother to fucking arrest anyone for that. Um, yeah, it would be um, well, it would it would be, it, would, it the optics wouldn't be great. Yeah, I mean. They, to use, uh, they ignore points. enough other crimes. Why can't they just ignore this one? That's true. Yeah, that's true. So keep your eyes out for that, um, and stay and stay safe. Yep, uh, stay safe. Uh, try and uh, be happy and do things that make you feel whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you yeah, want to keep that's that good. It's it's um, it's nice to. <laughs> that's like the most uh, uh, sort of uh, ho- wholesome thing you've ever said, Phil. Do you, do you think? Maybe. Okay, maybe that's why it made me yeah. squirm a little. I've been meditating. Um, I just meditated, and I've, I've gotten into scented candles. So this might oh, be the new, new emotionally vulnerable Phil. Oh, I've always been emotionally vulnerable, just never an emotionally oh, okay. expressive. Yes, no. That's the real yes, vulnerability. I'd pre- yes, I'd prefer. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna do one, you have to do the other one. That's the new rule for new Phil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, well, I wonder where we'll be next week when we hopefully talk to somewhere you again. less horrifying. That would be a boon. Uh, until then, have a lovely have a good week, week, guys. And bye bye. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.